everybody. Welcome to another episode of a roundtable.ca podcast. I am your host, uh, Grandmaster Philly Phil, and joined are my gracious colleagues, uh, Stephen, Dino, and Gio, also known as Johnny. Uh, this is episode 18, and uh, this is part two of our fall movie preview, and I hope that you like it, and here's part two. All right, next. Okay, next is The Man Who Invented Christmas. Ooh. Coming out November 22nd. And uh, stars one of my guys, Christopher Plummer. And it's the story of uh, the journey that leads Charles Dickens to create The Christmas Carol. Um, you know, I guess for people who like this, it's there's I'm sure there's an audience or they wouldn't make it. Again, it's not one of those movies I'm going to run downtown and spend 20 bucks to see. It's Netflix or you know um, Christmas Day at home watching that, but not going to the theater. It's it's a good cast, a good writer, good director, um, but again, it's nothing I would run to the theater to see unless you know maybe the family is getting the Christmas spirit and we want to see that. But I doubt it. Do you know? Oh my son, I grew like um, like Stephen. All right, so I went first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, uh, like for myself, I agree with Steven. It's the same, my simply same thing. This is going to be one of those movies in four or five years from now, every year is going to be on TV before Christmas or Christmas Day. And they'll show this movie, like, you know, to replace all the old movie Christmas movies. And look, look the, the movie, I'll probably watch it when it's going to be on TV and everything. I love it. It'll be, it's, it's a movie that's made for TV, not for a cinema to spend $20 on it. But if, for example, once it gets on TV or like a cheap, cheap uh, rental, I'll watch it for sure. Something I would wa- I would put on my radar for later on, but not to, uh, my radar to watch it to run to the cinema. That's that's for sure. I won't. Next, Dino. Well, this movie is one of the rare uh, Christmas movies that are being released this year. Uh, for whatever reason, there's not many movies that talk about christmas per se yeah. so so on that stand it will probably make its money because there is an audience that, that like these type of movies um but i do agree with johnny it's probably will play in in the future on tv uh right before christmas or on christmas day and it'll be played in the loop and on all the channels um am i gonna go and see it probably not I'm not. I'm not a the biggest fan of this type of movie, but I'm sure there's an audience for it, or else they wouldn't they wouldn't uh, invest money in it. And that's basically it. Well, well, for, well, for me, it it's a movie that I mean, how many times has the Christmas Carol been redone, right? So it's been redone ten thousand times from the 1920s, I think, the original one, yeah. to the last one, I think, was with, is it Jim Carrey? The last one? Anyways. Oh, it was, yeah, it was. So so it's it, that whole span, there's been like 10 movies, different iterations of the same thing. At least this time, they're kind of going, hey, it's a popular Christmas movie. Let's see, you know, people are maybe interested in how it was created and what's the inspiration behind it. So at least it's somewhat, something somewhat different. Uh, this may be popular for somebody that wants to go see it on Christmas Day. Uh, surprise! You know, I know a lot of. I know in our case, normally we spend time with family. You know, we go to fa- uh, different families' houses and stuff like that. But there's a lot of people that go watch movies on Christmas Day. This could be one of those movies that you could potentially watch. I'm assuming they would go watch, an, you know, Return of the uh, not Return of the Jedi, a Star Wars. Um, you know, well, instead of this <laughs> movie. But they're not. I mean, they're. It, the, the, there potentially could be uh, interest in this. I would be interested in this, but as a Netflix documentary. Like, to go watch a movie for an hour and a half about how they created Dickens, uh, how they created uh, Christmas Carol from Dr. Charles Dickens, I I don't think I'm going to... I don't think I'm going to watch it before Christmas, and I don't think I'm going to watch it after Christmas. And like you guys were saying, it's probably going to be on TV on high rotation for the next 10 years. So, I mean, it's sad. They're putting effort in it. They're doing it, but um, it, I mean, it could be interesting, but I don't think it's going to be that good of experience, I guess. 
but as a before to interrupt you, but Dino had a point because that's an like, example. If you go look in, in America, in Southern America, where all these people are like loyal Catholic people, there they might make their money. Yeah, I'm talking about here in Montreal. No, Montreal, no, nah, we're too much, uh, too much different religions over here. No, but that's not. That's not. I just, I just don't have the Christmas that Christmas spirit anymore. Kind of well, because you can't sing no more Merry Christmas. You say Happy Holidays. No. So it changes everything now. No, sure. Not well. Yes and no. I mean, yes, the the man who invented Christmas is a title, but I mean, a Christmas Carol is a classic. I mean, it's it's been playing on TV. I think starting December first, it plays on high rotation. There's that. There's um, Wonderful the Life. The Wonderful Life, uh, Elf, Home Alone, Elf, <laughs> Polar Express for short, yeah, cartoon. I think maybe we're not we're not a Christmas spirit because there's no snow outside. That could be it too, huh? No, maybe. but it, but it's not. But this is not even a movie. The it's not even the movie uh, of, Christ- uh, yeah, of the Christmas Carol. It's a movie how about how they made the Christmas Carol. Yeah, I know. That's it. So yeah, it's going to be. It's a film that would probably be. For for the cinephile, people people that that really love like you know the background stories and stuff like that of how movies are made, that could be for them. But I mean, it's not that sample of a population is not huge. I don't think it's one that's going to be like whatever. People are going to watch it eventually, but it's not going to be like at the theater watching it. Like this is get, probably going to be a limited release, and it's going to get it's going to go into. I mean, once Christmas is over, nobody's going to want to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> And then it's yeah. going to be next year. So. Yeah. But then again, this movie for so many years, people will be watching it. While other movies, it'll be down the tubes. Hmm. All right. All Let's right. go next one. Next, it's I Love You, Daddy with uh, Louis C.K. Yeah. Um, I thought it was going to be a comedy movie, but apparently it is... Um, a drama? A movie based on... Well, it's inspired by Woody Allen movies, particularly Manhattan. It's filmed in black and white, and it's he funded it himself, which was I think is interesting. Now it's getting my attention, um, and it's uh, about a successful television writer's daughter who becomes the interest of an aging filmmaker with an appalling past. Uh, appalling past, and he becomes worried how to handle the situation. So this I thought it was a, a comedy, but it seems to be a comedy slash drama self-funded by this guy so that maybe you will have my attention a little bit more but again it's not another one that um i don't think i'll spend 20 bucks to go see so no one i'll probably wait for netflix you know but it's an interesting idea i thought it was a stand-up routine but apparently it's actually a movie yeah it's um i looked at the preview earlier today um it looks more serious than comedy uh, the fact that you said that it's inspired by Woody Allen, if you look at the preview, you can now that you say that, you can kind of see a little bit of that in it. Um, it's basically a father that doesn't have a spine, and then he decides to have a spine. That's what it, that's what it comes down to in the preview, at least. Um, mm-hmm. I think that it's gonna it's gonna have an off a box office draw because it's Louis C.K. Unfortunately, a lot of people are not going to see it's saying that it's a comedy, but it it didn't come off as a comedy when I looked at the um... well, it says a comedy drama on IMDb. So I'm, I'm assuming it's kind of like a Woody Allen film, right? There's funny moments yeah. like life. I like life. Yeah, life itself. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people like love Louis C.K. They consider him to be like, you know, the modern day version of George Carlin. So I'm assuming they're going to want to go and see him, uh, at least in his movies. Um, it's one that I would probably be willing to take a, a stab at. If I, you know, know there's always that random movie that you you don't think you would like, and you go in, you're like, ugh, and then you you walk out, and you may actually like it. This yeah. could be one of those movies. Um, I mean, it's there's a lack of comedy out of there, so if it's an act, if there is some comedy in there, it's going to be cool. Um, Louis C.K. is is not a bad guy. He's he's a he's a funny guy. And he's able to act as well, you know, even in serious roles and stuff like that. So I think he can play that pretty well. It also stars John Malkovich, uh, which I like. Um, Helen Hunt as well. Um, so I think it's 
I think it could be a sleeper hit because I don't think it's I, I don't I I haven't seen or heard about this movie at all um, other than earlier today when I looked into it but I'm sure that a lot of people would be willing to go and see it um, so we'll see how it goes I think it's going to be a sleeper hit and it can make its money okay next I myself it's a He's, he's taking a gutsy, gutsy move to make it black and white and actually, like, go to the theater with black and white. For him to do that, there has to be a reason why. So, I mean, this could, like, I agree with you, Phil. It could be better than we think it is. You know, it's like, it's something, like, let's put it this way. I had no intention of going to see it. Now it's going, it's going to be black and white. I'm going to keep my ears open. You know, if I hear something on the, on the TV or on the radio saying, like, Oh, this movie was incredible. I love you, Dad. Then I might be motivated. And you, you're right. You'd probably be like a sleeper. You know, like with, the, with people talking good about it, it might, might end up being a surprise hit. Who knows? But for now, it's like I'm not going to be the first one in line. I'm just going to be waiting for what, what, what I've been hearing uh, through the, the grapevine, as they say. And that's it for me. Not very motivated though, to watch the movie right away. Dino? Dino. Yeah, well, I don't have too much to say about this. Uh, today was the first time I heard of the movie. But its uh, I have to admit, it's a little intriguing. Uh, I would probably go and see this movie. just to. It's probably very, uh, I wouldn't say dark comedy, but uh, sarcastic comedy type of thing. Uh, yeah, I think it might be, I agree with Philip. It's probably going to, it might, has, it has the potential of being a sleeper hit. So you guys uh, call me. So guy, you guys call me after you make your reviews. Tell me, Johnny, it's not worth it or it's worth it. Because since since I found you two guys going to the movies, go for it. Well, the thing is, we, we keep we kept saying, or even Dino kept saying at the beginning, right? There's no original ideas there. Yeah, yeah this is, and it seems this is it, it seems like although it's inspired by the work of Woody Allen, Woody Allen, um, it seems to be somewhat unique. I mean it. Yeah, black and white movie has been made before, um, previously, but the fact that it's in black and white, um, I like Louis C.K. He has he does have that appeal. Um, I think that it's it's original enough that I think it will pique people's interest. So I think that's where it's gonna it's gonna go. All right. So go spend your twenty dollars and call us later on, suckers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next we have. Gotti, starring um, John Travolta and his wife, Kelly Preston. Um, didn't hear about this till today. Um, the only thing that really gets me is the writer, Lem Dobbs, who did uh, Dark City and The Score and Haywire, which are three movies that I really enjoy. So it has my attention. Again, it's not another movie I'd probably spend 20 bucks on because Travolta is hit or miss. And um, right now he's a miss for me, and I I have no interest in this movie whatsoever unless it's on Netflix or something, and I got really nothing else to do. It's that or cut my toenails. I probably you know have to cut my toenails, but you know that's me, and that's all I got to say about this one. That's, I have no, uh, that's information no we needed to know. That's information. Yeah. I thought I thought you'd like to know. I think you know after all these podcasts, I think it's time that we start sharing a little bit more of ourselves, and you know talk about each other. You know. And uh, no, no pun intended. I think Steven nailed it. Oh, nailed oh. it! Yeah, look, this is, it's more like a TV movie than anything else. It's a, duck, it's a movie slash documentary of a reality storylines based on a reality storyline, which you know about Gotti and everything. So, nah, for me too, same thing. It's like nothing. Not, no, Travolta he did a great movie. What was a uh, TV show? What's it called? Uh, Oh, OJ. I didn't even see that. I'm just, I'm just not interested in him anymore. I, I got fed up. I don't know why. I'm just fed up with him now. I'm, I'm Travolta fatigued. I find that he, he looks, he's a good performer and everything, but it's not something I'm going to go to spend $20 on the cinema. It's no. like, I know it won't even last long in the cinema, this thing here. That's that's for me. Two weeks. Not, not even. Not even. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are, they love mob movies. Yeah, it's true. And, yeah, and you know, I'm I'm a sucker for that too. I I love that type of movie, and this is like, it 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 could be really crappy, like it could be good. We don't really know. 
the preview doesn't seem too bad. Uh, yeah, it's based on a, on the, on Gotti's life, but it could it could be very good. I mean, look at Goodfellas. It's based on on the, on the Henry Hill, the entire thing. So I mean, it could it could be a surprise hit. Yeah. No, you're you're you know you're right because like I said, not everybody like I'm I'm more I like more uh, science fiction kind of movies, but not everybody loves science fiction movies. And you're right, what you just said. Some people love mafia movies. Like my my brother was uh, my brother would probably be the first one to go there because he loves mafia movies. So you're right with that point, uh, Dino. But like Dino said, um, there was Goodfellas, and that kind of ruined mod movies for me. Uh, because it's such a good movie. I mean, from from a mobster point of view. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the book is great. Um, Wise guy, which I actually still have a copy. It's out of print, but I still have a copy of it uh, by Nicholas Pleggy. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the difference between the movie, uh, I'm getting a little off topic, but the, the the difference between Goodfellas the movie and the Wise Guy book is the book goes into more detail when he was a kid. Or when he was younger, whereas the movie focuses more on, on his adult life and how he got into the mob and stuff, stuff like that. Um, as for Gotti, I mean, I I would have normally been like I'm intrigued because uh, like Dino, I, I like the these types of books, movies, and and so on. But again, they killed me with John Travolta. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> eh, why? They could have picked somebody else. Uh, I'm not saying that he's a bad actor. It's just that I I don't know. There's something about John Travolta where I'm like, <laughs> maybe he'll be good, maybe not. Stella. Um, but is it w- which movie is it that he f- he he did and he flopped there the 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 uh, Battlefield Earth. Yeah, there we go. It was bad. Oh my god. Yeah, that oh was horrible. God. Um. Mini, mini Klingons. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I mean, if anybody's a, a fan of Gotti, you know, of his life, and his, I'm pretty sure you've read a ton of books on him, you probably know about his life. So I, maybe for the super fan, they'd be interested in this movie. Um, I mean, he's the last high-profile mob guy, I guess. I know I'm probably lying, and somebody will probably say it's false. But as far as I know, he's the last high-profile mobster that was popular. He got arrested what in '89 or something, late '80s, early '90s. Yeah, so, late 80s. yeah. So that's when he went into prison. So uh, he's the last really guy. Now the mobs are are a little bit different. There's they're they're you know it's it's slightly different. So I, I'm assuming that. There is going to be someone that's going to go see this movie. I have a feeling that seeing John, when people hear John Travolta's Gotti, I think it, they're just going to get turned off. It sucks. It may be a great movie, but just that fact, it just, I don't know. The rest of the cast, I it's a bunch of unknowns. Other than Kelly Preston, yeah. um, I don't know. One has his wife than anything yeah. else. Uh, she plays his wife, and then... He, uh, Ella Bleu Travolta, which I'm assuming is is his kid. Yeah, I guess yeah. Uh, I'm assuming. Um, I mean, you have a guy called Jerry Pope. I like the name. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know who else. I don't know anybody else on that movie. So, uh, I think I will go out on a limb and say this will be a flop. I concur. I don't agree with you. There's a there's a lot of people that like mom movies. Yeah, but I think with with Goodfellas and all this, the standard, the bar has been set so high that if you don't do something as good as that, people just don't go to it. Look, well, every, every movie that came out, look, look at the movie. Okay, you had Goodfellas, that was great, awesome. Uh, you had Casino, that was yeah. not as good, but it was it was still a decent movie. And then you have a, a whole string of movies that came out on TV. Uh, you had. Uh, Soprano. Yeah, you had uh, what the fuck? Um, you had yeah the Sopranos. You had um, there was a TV, made for TV movie where it was a mob. It came out like it was a, a six part series. 
Oh fuck! I don't remember the movie. Oh yeah, the Mister um, the the Mafia from uh, Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you had him. Um, in Quebec, there was the French Omerta, which is really really good. Um, well, well, the series is good. The, 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 series, the movie yeah. sucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the, the series was was good. Yeah. Uh, so I I don't know. I think we've been spoiled, and unless it's a really good movie that gets really good word of mouth. See, this is like type of movie where I think it could either flop or go go really well, depending on the word of mouth as of the first week or second week. If people yeah. say that it's a great movie, people are going to go see it. It's going to be like a snowball effect, unlike most movies where it's popular first or second week and then it dies down. But I don't think that it... I mean, from what I've seen, there's nothing that tells me that it's a super great movie other than an average documentary biography about somebody in the mob um and i'm sure john Gotti was an interesting guy so i'm sure there's stuff that i probably don't know about him uh but we'll we'll see how, what the jury says about that i'm willing to wait well the little the little movie with the, the mafia movie with ben affleck i found the title because it didn't last long in the theater cinema it didn't even i think it hit the cinema in a couple of days and it took out right away well, it was so, a mafia movie about the 30s? Yeah. Sorry? But, yeah. But like I said, the many don't have like... Um, what's the director that's like who did... Um, you just mentioned Casino, all this. That's the same director that does all these mob wise guys. He does them all. Um, Scorsese. Yeah. If his name is not on it, a lot of people just are not interested. I think he's like the guy. It's the seal of approval. He's the godfather. If, if, if you put it in there, it's it's an offer you can't refuse. You go see that movie, you know? He's not. He's not involved. I, I find most people are just not into it. But also, look at this. Like I was looking. I'm just looking now at Goodfellas. The cast is insane. Yeah. You had yeah. Robert De Niro, Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci, Lorraine Bracco, Paul Sorvino, uh, just to name a few. Um, it's insane. Like that's an awesome cast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then and then here you don't have in Gaudi. You you have one or two people that you can kind of know, right? John Travolta and Kelly Preston. Everyone else is kind of, they're maybe not as known or they're not known, they're not known at all. Yeah. Um, and so they're banking on the John Travolta name, I'm assuming, and the fact that there's enough interest out there to know how Gotti lived his life. Because yeah. apparently the alternative title is The Life and Death of John Gotti. So I'm assuming it's spanning his life until his, his death of cancer in 2002. Yeah. So um, we'll see. See yeah. how that goes. All right. Next on the list is Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. Oh. Welcome to the jungle. Oh, fun and games. Okay. Um, like Philip is superhero fatigued. I'm Dwayne the Rock Johnson fatigued. They're just throwing everything at this guy, and he's just taking everything. I need a break. I so need a break from this guy. <laughs> I I don't want to smell what the rock is cooking. I you know what I mean. Uh, I, he delivers his lines well. I have nothing against the guy, but he's just grabbing every project and hopes for the best. Um, this you know Jumanji, you're playing with uh, a classic from Robin Williams. They're using a scenario about four people getting literally drawn into the game. That's been done a hundred times over. Um, you know, I have no interest in this, really. I mean, I'll wait for, like, again, Netflix. Or unless somebody drags me to the theater, like my daughter who loves the first Jumanji might go see this out of curiosity. But the minute I said Dwayne The Rock Johnson in it, she kind of rolled her eyes as well. And she goes, he's getting too much. And I think we're both on the same wavelength that he just gets too much stuff. They need to stop. They need to give it to somebody else, you know, um, anybody else. I'll give it to John Travolta. <laughs> I don't care, you know, like, just stop with Dwayne. I need a, I need a year. I need a, I need well, a break from Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Because <laughs> every three months he's coming out with something. Just just stop. It has to stop. I'm, I'm asking for a ban for a six-month ban from Dwayne The Rock Johnson movies. Just stop. It's not he. His movies are not amazing. They, they, there's not one yet that really... I mean, what, The Rundown was cute. Faster was good. After that, it's just... It's middle of the road. 
for most of his stuff. He can deliver his lines, but not much else. And I think we need, I, I, I think we need to stop handing him everything. It's the, but that's my opinion. You know, um, I'm sure this will make money because of the Jumanji name. And um, that's it for me. I just wish they would just stop with Dwayne for the give me give me six months with no Dwayne, a Dwayne free zone. You know what I mean? Well, well, super. Like, if you look at action, action actors type of thing, uh, there's not that many modern action actors like they used to be in the '80s, right? You had a whole slew of them. Now you have The Rock. You have maybe Vin Diesel. Who else? So that's why he's getting all these roles. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, you know, I don't mind like if he gets roles. It's just I find lately there's too many. Like every every three four months there's something. With, he's either on TV with ballers. He's doing a reality show. He's doing. I, I mean, just stop. There has to be a little bit of time that, you know, he's well, not uh, he's not a bad actor. I'm not saying he's bad. He you know he can outact Steven Seagal, even if the Rock's in a coma, he can outact Seagal. <laughs> okay, uh, a, a broom could outact. Yeah, you know. Um, but I mean, it's just for me personally. Like you guys have superhero fatigue. I'm having uh, Dwayne Johnson. I, you know what I mean. I don't like his Johnson. Ooh, See, I, I feel I feel like that with Nicolas Cage. Yes, I'm not. I'm not. You know, it's hit or miss. But Nicolas Cage or Adam Sandler, it's like yeah. I see his name and it's like, eh, maybe not. You know, type of thing. Like the Rock, I, I don't mind his movies. I. I mean, I don't mind them either, but I mean, they're just they're just throwing it. Like now, he's gonna do uh, Big Trouble in Little China. I don't think he should do it. Um, you know, he's gonna do part of Shazam. He's he's in the Fast and Furious and a spinoff Fast and Furious. But it's it's just I understand you want to create your brand, but make me want to miss you a little bit. But well, maybe it's not him too, huh? Well, he says he's the one who wants it. He's, he said he's the one. He's like if you look at. I mean, I seen a few of his tweets. He's that guy that grabs and he wants to just do it. He has a work ethic, and that's great. But if your work ethic uh, releases substandard material, then you know what? Bring back your work ethic and put your put your right foot forward and you, and stop pulling your head up your ass and give me something good as opposed to mediocre. Yeah, but maybe this is high, right now is high demand. Like Nicolas Cage, Bruce Willis, Michael Keaton, Sir Port. They were giving all movies to those guys because they were they're the hottest thing. They were, they were, they were yeah, but they each, they each had something. Name me one movie from Dwayne The Rock Johnson that you are like, I can see this movie every day and and be amazed. There's not one. There's, yeah, not one. there's no actor like that nowadays. No, exactly. Thank you, Dino. There's no movies like that anymore. But if he's this good that he gets all, then he would have one. Because he has the pull now. He has the pull. He has the contact. That's it. So do one. So remember, right now, the thing he's, 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 he's implying is that since he's high in demand, he's going to take as many equals as he can and before he that dies out. So he's going to cash in as much money as he can, yeah, put it in the bank. I get it. Because just, I'm, just, I'm just fatigued. I'm fatigued with him. I need a year. I need a year off. It's like, like, like hey. I'm, 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 I'm fed up of him. Call, him, up. Up. call, call him up and break up. Say we need a timeout, and uh, I need my space. You need your space, and uh... yeah, you know, it's not it's not him. It's me. You know, I, you know, it's not you, Dwayne. It's me. I, I just need a break. I, I think this relationship has has reached the plateau. You know, and it's like for me for myself. I find look, he's doable. I still like him. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna what do you mean him. doable? I'm not, I'm doable confused. in a sense, example, like I'm. You would like, you would do the you would want to smell what the rock is cooking? Is what you're saying? Well, if he invites all his girl- girlfriends, yes. Okay, okay. Right, right. You know, like, uh, like Kevin Hart. No, no, that's, that's a girlfriend. <laughs> but look, that's one thing. I, I like this one here. It's like yes and no. As a cheapy night, I'll go because I want to see the the back the team because uh, they they work together in uh, Central Intelligence, Kevin Hart and uh, The Rock. Yeah, that was. So sometimes like it's to me, I, I go with the flow. It might be something I want. I want a, a stupid laugh. You know, I think this would be better than uh, the what's called Daddy Whatever, Home Daddy Whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, what's the Daddy Home? That, 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 yeah, Daddy's uh, Daddy's Daddy. Home too. I'd rather go see this this movie here than the Daddy go, Daddy Home. Oh, me too. But I still I'm still tired of, of the Rock a little bit. Then you put you buy, buy earplugs whenever he's talking. You block your ears. Then when you when he's doing this, you take it out. But to me, it depends. I mean, like, look, 
I'm, I am fed up. I'm getting fed up, but not yet. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm being very selective with him. Okay. But to me, look, it, it looks promising, this movie. Because with uh, Kevin Hart, it, it, might, it might be so funny, stupidity, like you laugh, the special effect. But to me, this this would be on my radar. I, I hope so, but because you have the name Jumanji, and yeah, that was you know people love that one with Robin Williams. Yeah, so Robin in the in the eighties. Th- there, there's there's like you have a lot to live up to, and you know he better he just can't give me a cutesy movie. It's gotta be it's gotta deliver the. No, place. but he's gonna be pulling out all the younger generation who who never seen or was willing to watch Jumanji with Robin Williams. So they're willing to, oh, this is one dad or mom we're talking about. I don't go see it because that's the rock in there or Kevin Hart. Maybe. maybe but, yeah. but this game, uh, this game, this movie seems to be slightly different. Whereas the original Jumanji with Robin Williams, he carried, he carried the movie, right? Yeah, was, of course. Was in this, the... in this one, I don't think Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson carrying, carrying the movie. Thing. They're including Jack Black, Kevin Hart, and from the previews that I've seen. They seem to have equal amounts of time where they're playing off each other and stuff like that. So yeah, teamwork. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't seem to be like it's a rock. It's it's a Dwayne Johnson movie where he's the center of all the attention. It seems that they're taking the franchise. They're doing a rehash storyline. I agree with you, Steve. But I think the approach was slightly different. The fact that he included Kevin Hart and Jack Black. Um, I haven't seen Jack Black in a decent movie in a while. Oh, yeah. Um, Kevin Hart, he can give you those comedic uh, lines that when you need it. Um, so I think I think it has the potential to be to be good. Um, I think older generations may not necessarily find it great because uh, they're remaking a, cl- a a classic. A lot of people that think that not all movies need a sequel. I think this is one of one of the best examples, um, but it could potentially get its money. Uh, either you like him or you not, you don't. The Rock gets gets the the money. You know his last ten movies have been number one hits. Not meaning not meaning that they're amazing, but they still get they still get their money. And yeah, still, he's a money maker. He's uh, an investment. You know he's the closest. Unfortunately, he's the closest guy to a modern day action star that yeah. from the 80s that you would have. There's no one that, other than that, there's maybe Jason Stratham. Uh, you know, all the martial Vin Diesel. Art- <laughs> yeah. But even like even Vin Diesel, I looked at the Fast and Furious 8 or the last one that he came out with. It was nothing special. No. It was just a pointless action movie. It wasn't bad per se, but it's not a great movie. No, it was bad. It was very bad. And I, I watched Triple X. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Which... <laughs> Torture. I mean... I mean uh, I'm not a... I was never a big fan of Vin Diesel, to be honest. Um, but, I mean, I find The Rock is better than him. Probably oh. why he's getting a sequel. And apparently there's a, there's a, a beef going yeah. behind the scenes with the, the Fast and the Furious crew. With Tyrese, Tyrese, that's just because he's broke and he wants money. No, and then today the the uh, what's his name? Uh, Therese? Therese, he he stopped the feud. What did he say? Yeah, he, he had a meeting with the Rock's people, and I guess they must have told him, you know, you're gonna hurt the movie. He said that you know he had a nice talk, and now everything is settled. You know, he's looking forward to working with him. I think I just think they said like you know you're hurt, you could hurt the franchise. Stop this nonsense. Is, and you know, you know, um, because I'm, at the beginning it, it sounded like a bit like uh, wrestling, you know, you know yeah. those promos that you're bashing yeah. the other person. So The Rock did the same thing to him, but about yeah. his rap, his new uh, CD that came out that it was a bunch of crap and blah 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 blah. Yeah. And then he he went on and on and on after uh, Tyrese there. But but the, he, but, but you, you, the thing is, is people are stupid. You're never the Rock that comes from a wrestling background where he was one of the best improv guys on the mic oh, yeah. and then you're gonna tell him when he has a chance to actually think and you're gonna you're gonna try and badmouth him either, <laughs> exactly either, either you're right or you're wrong it doesn't matter the rock's gonna win it doesn't <laughs> it, matter it, it, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what you say um it's it i i he had the same feud with vin diesel 
Apparently, yeah. they can't film. They, when they film, they're not in the same room together. Uh, it's it's harder. Um, Why even keep a person like that on the set, man? Honestly, and he's not the ma- he's not the major attraction for the, the franchise. But the franchise itself kind of lost itself. Like it became, it was a car movie at the beginning. Not a movie. Now it's I don't know what it is. It's an action movie slash spy. Uh, like you know, an an expendables type of movie, but with cars. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it, and it's 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 a weird. I don't know. Like Michelle Rodriguez is good in there. Um, she plays well, but even in the last one, you barely saw her. Yeah. She had four lines. She was pissed for three of them. That was it. Yeah. That was basically <laughs> it. And the rest was revolved around Vin Diesel and The Rock, and that yeah. was it. So I I don't know. I I was never like I mean for car enthusiasts i could understand why one two and three were really popular but i think starting after like four and five now it's apparently now they want to make them till 10 and then 10 will be wrapping the loop yeah on the whole franchise Hopefully. while the rock while the rock does his is uh spin-off yeah. with uh, jason stratham i think yeah um so we'll see i do like jason stratham i think he's really really good yeah um i did like their chemistry in the last one I just didn't find. I just didn't care for any of the characters. Like I know they're they're the whole building the whole family thing since uh, Paul Walker died. It's like a whole thing. It's a, we're a family. We do this. We did the movie and blah blah blah. But I mean the movie itself is not is not great anymore. I'm pretty sure it probably made its money. Um, oh yeah, made a lot of money. But I mean it's not a great movie. But then again, I was looking back at movies that I was um, recently. I watched uh, *Hard to Kill* by Steven Seagal. Oh. Why? Because I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> Holy shit! Can that guy not act? First of all, he's if if uh, William Shatner is the inventor of pause acting, <laughs> then you have Steven Seagal, which is whisper acting. Yeah. And as his movies have progressed, he's whispering more and more. Yeah. Now, now you have to put up the the volume till eighteen thousand, so you can hear him talk. Well, that's why they invented surround sound systems and uh, to bring home because you couldn't hear him on regular TV. And I watched. I was watching at one point the top ten fight scenes with Steven Seagal, and three of the top ten, he wasn't even. It's clear he wasn't even the guy fighting. It was a stunt <laughs> double with a wig. Flat out. Because first of all, the guy's fat. Okay, he's getting older, but he's fat. He's not, he's, he's not skinny anymore. They put a stunt double that looks like he can move. It doesn't make sense. It's, he doesn't... It, ah, he's so bad. Anyways, it was one of his better movies. But he, Art act or something, I don't know. But even... Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, I looked at movies that I thought I used to like, you know, uh, Double Impact. Uh, well, they're pretty bad movies. They're B-movies. Oh, my God, they're freaking bad. Yeah, you could do the splits and you see his ass. Great. <laughs> that's about the only thing that's good about his movies, other than Bloodsport and uh, Kickboxer. I like Time Cop. Time Cop. Well, I remember going to see... Um, it was with you, Dino. Which one? It was the one. Hard Target. That one. Oh, was, Hard Target. Yeah. That, that one. That one was bad. <laughs> Where he flies in the air, six shots, six people die. But yet they have machine guns. Not a bullet hits him. Yeah. Awesome. Action That's movie. The, one that was the eighties, though, Philip. In the eighties, all the all the action yeah. stars had the same type of yeah, scene, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, you know what? Speaking of these 80s guys, I saw a commercial for the new Jean-Claude Van Damme TV series yeah. on Amazon, and it looks actually super funny, where he plays a spy pretending to be an actor, and they call him back into work, and at the training sequence where he misses how he does the splits and his kicks, and he misses, it's hilarious. You have to see this. It's called Jean-Claude Van Johnson. You gotta check the trailer out. You yeah, gotta check, check the trailer out. I think it's the best thing he's done in twenty years. It looks so funny. Is it on Prime? Uh, I believe. Prime? Yeah, you can, as of December fifteenth on Amazon Prime. But okay. the commercial, 
It looks hilarious. Yeah, I may I may actually look at look at it. It looks so funny. He he his show used to be good. Uh, is it a show he had? Uh, JCVD. That uh, was a movie. It was really the good. Movie, the movie, right? Yeah. So, it was good. Yeah, it was it was actually not too bad. And he, yeah. he and he has he's he was horrible in the remake of uh, uh, kick is a kickboxer or bloodsport. Bloodsport, bloodsport thing. Yeah. Bloodsport. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. He, he was it was atrocious. Like really, really bad, um, but he's 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 an actor that's able to make fun of himself. So he knows, he knows where he's at. He knows like people make fun of him, and he's good. He was good as an action martial arts action star, but he knows like where he is right now. He's getting older, and he likes to poke fun of himself as well. Um, you know, from the eighties, there's not there's not a ton of. Um, a ton of uh, martial artists. And you know what? Let's make that a next podcast. 80s action stars, where they are now, which ones we like best. Yeah. Oh, like to have returned. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay, so we have one more movie left. Oh. I'm, you know, it's called, it's a small little movie. It's an independent film. Um, modest budget. No real financial backing. It's called Star Wars: The Last <laughs> Jedi. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, and it uh, continues the journey of Rey as she joins Luke Skywalker. And um, I'm looking forward to this one. I've been a Star Wars fan, as everybody knows, so I'm looking forward to this. I like the director Ryan Johnson. He did one of my favorite movies, Looper, with Bruce Willis. And I hopefully. He has a little bit more creative control and brings Star Wars back because I thought The Force Awakens was a little disappointing when it just ripped off A New Hope. So hopefully this one has a little bit more originality and flair like Rogue One had. So I'm looking forward to it. I will go into the theater guaranteed first weekend no matter how many people are there and I'm going to get my geek on and I'm going to love this. I'm pretty sure. Gio? Okay, me. I'm gonna go watch once the hype is off. I'm not gonna be the first. I'm not gonna be the first one on day one. I'm gonna be there for the first week because, like Star Wars, it's like the only latest, the best Star Wars was Rogue One. All the other ones were cop ops or badly done. So this one here, I'm just gonna listen to a hype. I am gonna go see this. Uh, I'm gonna go to the theater because the special effect was a should be amazing. But I'm not. Uh, I'm not gonna be the first one there. I'll probably be watching week two because I just want to see what it is about. Or Steven's gonna tell me the, the hype. Because is it like the other one or is it like Rogue One? If he goes like Rogue One, I'll probably then I'll be going there like a couple of days later. If he tells me that it's like what was the, the for Rogue One? What was it called? Star Wars what? Star Wars Rogue One. No, it was Rogue One. Before that it was the what? first weekends. Yeah. Wow. It didn't wake me up. I needed I needed the uh, Red Bull to stay awake in that movie, that theater that one there awakened. So that's it for me. I'm more of a Trekkie than a Star Wars man. Who wants to go next? Do you know? Well, I think uh, I'll. Uh, I mean, I I'm a Star Wars fan. Maybe not to the point of Steven is, but I am. I'm definitely gonna go and watch it at the theater because these Star Wars movies, that's where they should be viewed in a big screen. Yeah. Yeah. Loud, big sound. What, you know, what that's... you talk about? It should be on a small 15-inch screen in a kitchen in black and white. No, no, no on your phone. <laughs> has, on your and, phone, yeah. And it should start either Louis C.K. or The Rock. <laughs> there you go. The Rock's going to be in the next Star Trek, uh, Star yeah. Wars movie. <laughs> He's the buff Jedi. <laughs> Do you know, are you going to be the one of the, 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 the few ones in the first couple of days or later on? Oh, well, I don't know about it. It depends. It depends. Maybe there'll be less people in a matinee movie or something like that. See, what? No. See, the thing, the thing about Star Wars movies, you're, it, it, you're stuck no matter what. So if you go first day and you go late, you're not going to have a seat. You're going to be first row and you're going to get neck cramps. Yeah. If you go a few weeks later, you get all the, That's true. All, you get all the fans that went to see it 18 times in those two weeks and reverse every freaking line, and then they say the line yeah. as it, the movie's playing. So it loses its part. You're right. A matinee could maybe be better, 
but like yeah. a few weeks later and I ran the, like you have to go in a movie like you can't go to Bounce Coachella downtown like to go watch the movie because it's always going to be packed there you're going to have yeah. to go to like you're going to have to go to a Guzo in the, in, in the, sink, in the middle of nowhere in the suburbs yeah so you, you, you'll you will Montagne yes yeah so basically I think it's going to be I think it's going to be an obvious hit oh, yeah. it's going to be a money maker and uh, yeah I think it's probably going to be good Oh. I, th I think it's gonna be a massive flop. Ooh. Uh, you uh, think so? uh, yeah. Um, well, you know what? Yes and no, because the problem with the Star Wars movies, especially now, um, people don't go watch the movies to enjoy them anymore, or very little. A lot. There's too much speculating, rumors. Yeah. You know, Hype. you know, taking taking the 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 preview, the trailer, and like, you know, IGN always like looks at it, it's like a 10 minute bit on how, what do you miss, what Easter eggs is in there, what does it mean, instead of just going to watch Star Wars for the fun of it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I haven't looked at any of the previews, I've tried to move, stay away from that, I don't think I'm going to watch it day one, just for the fact, just for the fact that I hate crowds, and I hate people, but that's besides the point. Um, it's so sociable. Oh yeah, and I'm a customer service agent. Go figure. Um, so yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, it, I, I'm sure it's going to be fine. Uh, it's going to be a good movie. Um, they've, as far as I can tell, they've been somewhat okay in the trailers. They haven't really revealed too much, but they've revealed enough that people have speculated and of what's going to be happening, blah, 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 who's going to be on the dark side. So I think it's obviously you can just, you put Star Wars on anything. You put Star Wars on an actual turd that you shit in the morning, people will buy it on eBay. It's going to sell. I Toys did that once, Phil. I did it once. Get over it, okay? <laughs> it was a Star Wars. Um, so, yeah, it was, uh, I, I think that it's it's going to make, I mean, it's going to make its money. It's going to be in theaters for like three months. <laughs> People are going to go watch it. Um, now we have enough films. It would be nice if they could release like, you know, if one of the theaters in Montreal would release like all the movies back to back so you can watch them. So you can have the full experience. I know the first three sucked. Episode one, two, and three sucked. They weren't that great. But it would be, it would be nice to actually watch like how the series has progressed. Um and in addition to that, because of that, every year there's a Star Wars one. There's a Star Wars movie of some sort. Either it's a story uh, about a character or so on. I think Disney's going to milk this till the end of time. Oh, they have to. Um, they said they, they, they're doing it uh, 30 more years minimum. So. <laughs> um, I think I, I, at one point, I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get hate mail. I know somebody's going to hate me for this, but at one point I will get Star Wars fatigue only because there's constantly Star Wars news in your face. Like there's yeah. no, you know, now it's every year before it was once every two years. Now, then at one point there was a gap of between the you know, episode one and episode six. There was a gap there, right? Of like 15, 20 years, whatever it was. There's no more gap anymore. You don't get to like, enjoy the movies as much as you used to you you get a new dose of star wars right away and i i mean they're going to do this every year till the end of time for sure because it's going to make money they're going to sell toys um and they're going to make games out of it too so i'm, I'm pretty sure that uh now this year there there's going to be uh, from ea there's battlefront 2 that's being released as well it pretty much at the same time as star wars so that's going to be a massive hit as well. Um, so yeah, no matter if you like or hate the movie, it's going to make its money for sure. Oh, yeah. um, will I go see it first week? Probably not. I'll probably wait till it dies. But again, the last, not the last one, the last um, episode seven. Uh, I remember it, it, the, the hype didn't die down. Like it, it after a month, people are still going to see the movie. 
Like I know people at work that went to go see it two, three, four times, and they 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 uh, they you know it was a week later. They would go once a week to go watch the movie. So I think this one's going to be the same. It's the main storyline, so I think it's there's going to be a lot of people going to see this one. Um, that's it. All right, if I can just do an honorable shout-out for the winter movies. I have The Shape of Water from uh, Guillermo del Toro, which I think is going to be, uh, it's an ode to The Creature of the Black Lagoon. And I think that's going to be a possible, you know, surprise hit of the, of the holiday. Yeah. It looks really amazing, so that's all. So for those who don't know what it is, which is basically me, uh, <laughs> it's an... Uh, other wordly fairy tales set against the backdrop of Cold War era America circa 1963. In the hidden high security government laboratory where she works, lonely Eliza, uh, Sally Hawkins, is trapped in a life of silence and isolation. Eliza's life is changed forever when she and her co-worker Zelda, Octavia Spencer, discover a secret classified experiment. And it won the 2017 Venice Film Festival Golden Lion for Best Film. So it looks promising. Yes. Who doesn't want to sleep with a merman, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> no. She gets wet, right? She's in the water. So it's okay. Okay, forget it. <laughs> All right. So I just pulled a Weinstein right there, so we got to oh stop, my you know? God, you and these things. Um, so is, is that, was the, that was the last movie? Yeah. Yep. All right. So. Uh, to everybody listening, thanks for, for listening this week. If you want to join us, uh, you can reach us on our Facebook page at aroundtable.ca. Uh, like us there. You can follow us on Twitter at aroundtable with two R's, A-R-R. And you can always look at our, uh, our reviews on aroundtable.ca. Um, this week I started a new series of a top ten series of the best well-written rock songs. Uh, and I started with Stronger Now by Warrant. Um, and it's my viewpoint on what the lyrics and how, how um, they're, they're, they're very well written. Uh, and that's going to be for the next 10 weeks. And along with that, you got trailers, you got movie reviews, you've got uh, uh, Dino just wrote a review on The Defenders. Uh, so we have that up. And I think, Steve, you wrote an album this week, right? You reviewed an album. Liam Liam Gallagher's solo album, and I just uh, put a. Uh, there'll be one coming up about Star Wars Discovery in a couple of days. Awesome! So you can look us up, look us up on that. So don't forget our website is www.aroundtable.ca. All right, guys, have a good one, and talk to you next time. You too. Bye bye. Ciao. Okay.